Praise the Lord. Thank you for joining us for Faith Friday. We're glad that you've taken time to be with us. It's, uh, it's always an exciting time. Fridays are exciting as well as the other days here at Abundant Living Ministries. There's one thing I can say about ALM. is no matter what day, what service you come to, there's something exciting always happening here uh, at the church. And whether uh, we are inside or whether we're outside, whether we're in our car, whether we're, uh, you know, um, at home, whatever, ALM is an exciting place. I say ALM is almost like it's an encounter. Write this down. ALM is an encounter of fun or with fun. An encounter with fun. Expect when you uh, come to ALM, you tune in to our, our services or whatever, Expect to encounter something funny or fun for you that day. We try to do everything we can to give you a revelation of the Word of God, a revelation of truth, but we know what the Word also says to it, said the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we want to do something that will cause you to be a person of joy all day long. We, we have a definition of joy here. It's Jesus on you. And everywhere we go, we want you to be able to laugh. And this is, uh, we talked about that last week, and I appreciate uh, several people uh, uh, either giving me a, a, a joke to laugh at or, or sharing a joke to laugh at. But everywhere you go, you should, you should always be prepared. Always keep a laugh in your pocket, so to speak. No matter what you face, no matter what you see, no matter what you encounter, make sure that you can, uh, that you can laugh, or you can smile, or you can have the joy of the Lord on you because if you do, you'll be successful. Now, last week we were talking about dominion uh, and joy, but I want us to go to that book of Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 1 today, and we're going to look at some very familiar portion of Scripture. <clears throat> In Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 8, Jesus is speaking, and he says, But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost part of the earth. Ye shall receive power. That's a promise from Jesus Christ for every person who believes on Jesus, who is born again, who is saved, who uh, is, has been uh, washed with the blood of Jesus, and they have an identity as being a child of God, That's, uh, this is what this promise is to. It's not for just anybody. It's for those, who are us, those of us who are saved or those of us who have been born again. And he said, You shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So here's the good news. If you've received the Lord Jesus Christ, if, if you're saved, if you're born again, 
I want you to know that God has power that he has assigned to you through the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Ghost. And so, as a believer, we must always be aware of this power. And one of the ways we can be aware of this power is to make sure that we have the right relationship, not only with the Father, not only with Jesus, but with his Holy Spirit, because it is the Holy Spirit uh, who administrates the grace of God. The Holy Spirit is there to make sure that that power is available to you. That's what he does. He makes power available to you as a believer. So if you're born again and you have accepted Jesus and you have been filled with the Holy Spirit or you, you have received the Holy Spirit into your life on a personal basis, then that power is in you and the Holy Spirit is there to make sure that that power is available to you. Now, this is we want to look at this today because it's so important. As a born-again believer, I know in myself as a born-again believer, been born again for a long time, filled with the Holy Spirit at a young age, God assigned me power to accomplish His purpose, plan, and expectation for my life. That power is in me right now, as same as you. Whatever the purpose, plan, and expectation of God the Father is for sending you to this earth, He has assigned power to, for you to be able to accomplish that which He wants you to accomplish. So you have that power in you. If you're here and you're, you're saved and you know you're born again and you know you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, then why don't you right now just thank God for the power that is resident in you, the power that the Holy Spirit is, it, it makes sure that it's available to you at all times. Now, I want us to, to look at something else here. Look over there in, I believe, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 4. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, in verse 20, this is a familiar passions of Scripture. It said, For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is not in word. It is in power. The kingdom of God. And we have to realize that as a Christian, as a born-again believer, filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, having received the Holy Spirit personally into our lives, he's watching over this power that the Father has assigned to us. And he says here, or the writer says here, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. Hallelujah. You see, it's more... The kingdom of God is made up. Yes, it's made up of words, but it's more than words. It is a kingdom of power. If we're going to function in the kingdom of God, we must have to be aware of that power that is assigned and that is in us. Now, if I have this power as a born-again believer and you have this power in you as a spirit-filled believer, and it's been assigned to you by the Father. It is, it is guaranteed. It is there. It is resident by the Holy Spirit. Then how do we use this power 
that the kingdom of God might be manifest on the earth. Because he says here, the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. So we must be able to use this power that is in us as a spirit-filled believer, this power in us, we must be able to use this power in order the kingdom of God or the rule of God or the purpose, plan, and expectation of God, the influence of God, might be seen or manifest on planet earth. Now, I think it's interesting today, and I want you to listen to this because you have the power, I have the power, but we've got to know how to use this power that God would be glorified. It's not just there just to say, well, I've got power in me. No, no, no. We have to learn to use that power. So how do we... Go back there to Mark chapter 4 with me, and, and uh, we've talked... Um, We've heard this, um, this story many times, and we've, we've heard it preached from here. I know here at ALM. But um, look there in Mark chapter 4, and, and verse, we'll start reading there in verse 35. And the same day when the even was come, speaking of Jesus, he saith of them, let us pass over and to the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awakened him and said to him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly, and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and sea obey him? Oh, what a powerful question these disciples had. From this event, Jesus Christ was in the ship with them. We, you know, he was asleep, and uh, they wake him up. The storm's going on, and and we, you know, the story, and and uh, we we've talked about it in the past. And our pastor's been preaching some great messages, and he's talking about you have to be mad at the devil. Uh, and you can be you can be discouraged with people, but you you can be you be mad at the devil, and that is absolutely the truth. It has to be. But I want you to see something here. I, I want you to see. Notice this again, because Jesus gives us a clue to activating and operating in the power that He has from the Father. Notice what He says in verse thirty nine again. And He arose and rebuked the wind. And said unto the sea, Peace, be still. Okay, there's the key I want you to see today. If we are going to use this power of God that is within us, we've got to understand something. That the power of God can only be released from peace. The power of God coming out, this power that is in us, the power that is in you, if you want to use this power to magnify and manifest the kingdom of God, understand that only peace can release this power for it to accomplish what God sent it forth to do. Now somebody said, well, 
you know, I never thought of it that way. Well, uh, apparently most of the church hasn't. And most of the Pentecostal churches haven't because we, we've been taught to receive Christ and we have. We've been taught to live a, a clean, holy, sanctified life. And we do that. And we've been, set, we've been taught to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We've done that. We have this resident power. But why aren't we seeing the kingdom of God manifest in the earth? Well, you say to me, you said, well, Pastor, uh, Bishop, I, I just, um, I, I never thought about it that way. I know it's there. But let me ask you something. We know it's there, but what are you doing with it? What are you doing with this power that's resident in you and the Holy Spirit is brooding over it to make sure that it's available to you? What are you doing with this power? And that's what we're talking about today. This power that is in you can only be released out of you by the peace of God. And that's important. Peace is the administrator of power. Peace is the administrator of power. Now, that's interesting. Well, you said, well, now I'm really a bishop. I'm really confused. We just heard a great message from our pastor saying that when Jesus did that, he got mad at the devil and he was, he was discouraged. Yes, absolutely. Let me, let me show you something. Peace releases power. Even though the action or the activity of power can be violent, the activity or the action of power can be violent. But remember, that power cannot be released any other way but by peace. So we must have the peace of God. We must be at peace. I put it this way. Let us be at peace with God. And if we're at peace with God, that releases power. And when that power goes forth, that power can be violent against the enemy, can be violent against the, the opposition, can be violent against the storm. I mean, man, when that power comes out of you, yes, you're mad at the devil, but you're not mad at God. You're at peace with God because it's the peace of God which passeth all understanding. The peace of God uh, that releases that power so that you can take care of the enemy and make sure the enemy is out of the way and God can be glorified. So that's important that we see that. Now, we're living this, this, this time that you and I are living in today. I'm finding this in my own life. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is just self-confession. Maybe you're not that way at all. You're just sweet and you know, peaceful all the time. But I'm not. <clears throat> there are times that I encounter... Uh, evil. There are times that I encounter unbelief. I encounter just ungodliness. And if I don't watch myself, I'll lose my peace. And I'll say something that has nothing to do with peace. I'll say something that, that uh, it, it, uh, it expresses my, uh, uh, my hatred, it expresses my uh, disdain for what's going on around me. But understand that that, my friend, will accomplish nothing. What you've got to understand is you must be a person of peace because it is only out of peace 
the power to do something about you have disdain about and the things you hate, the, the, the enemies of God, the opposition of God, for that power to, to stop them and, 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 and remove them out of your path to heaven, see, it can all that power has to be released out of peace. Now, I want you to see that. Never exchange the peace that you have with God for the anger you have with the world. Now, what I'm finding, and I've talked to a lot of people over the years, been a long time, over years, some people and some great men of God, great women of God, there are times, <laughs> there are times when they do not see uh, what they're expecting out of God. They're not, they're not seeing what they want from God. There are times they get angry with God. Now, I know most people, you're listening to me, and it takes a, it takes a real honest person to admit the fact that there are times you get angry with God. You get disappointed with God. You said, if you're God and your word is true and you're the God of this Bible, well, why are you letting this happen? Why is this evil besetting me? Why, am I, why is all this going on? God, if you are God, why don't you do something? It's almost like we get angry. We get mad at God, understanding that that's just what the devil wants. Because he knows that the power to defeat him, the devil, the only, the only way you can defeat him is with the power of God. And the only way that that power can be released is out of your peace that God gives you. So you must, no matter what it is, no matter what storm might come to your life, no matter what circumstance, no matter what situation, for you to release the power this resident that you received, the Holy Spirit's brooding over it, watching over it, that power for it to accomplish its work on the earth, it can only be released out of peace. So you must make sure that you're at peace with God at all times. You can't be angry with God. You can't be disappointed with God. You can't be frustrated with God. No, uh, no, 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 no. Whatever you do, you must make sure you're at peace with God. Because in that peace is a release of the power. Even though that power, the events of that power, the activity of that power might be very violent. It might be a violent thing. See? Jesus Christ understood this in his entire ministry. He understood that if he wanted the power that the Father had given him to function and operate, he must always function in peace with the Father. <clears throat> Even when he was in the garden, the Bible said before he went to the cross, when he was in the garden and, and he was agonizing, listen to what he says, he's Father nevertheless, thy will. He knew that no matter what he was facing, he knew no matter how painful the agony was, he could not lose his peace with the Father. For if he lost his peace with the Father, the cross would have been null and void. He had to be at peace with the Father. And everything he did, and notice here, and we come back to this one there, and the disciples are all upset. They're I mean, they are downing, they're fearful. Jesus, carest thou not that we perish? And, and they're all excited. Well, no wonder the storm was. Look at the disciples. They were all upset. They were frustrated. There was a storm raging. And they didn't realize they were feeding the storm. 
But when they wake Jesus, look at Jesus. Look what he said there again. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, hallelujah, peace, be still. Watch this, watch this, watch this. What does he say here? Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. How did Jesus take care of this storm that the disciples were feeding? <laughs> Jesus knew that he had to be at peace, and he spoke peace. What? That peace with the Father. And peace released power, and that power calmed the storm. I want you to get that today. This is, this is something that we have to realize, and we must understand. <clears throat> A lot of things Jesus did would, could be considered uh, or placed into the category of violent. There were some violent things that happened in the life of Jesus. Uh, uh, man, I mean, there were some, I mean, just some violent things that happened. But remember, no matter how violent the activity of power is, power can only be released from peace, for peace is the administrator of power. That's why over the years, I learned this. I learned this from my parents, and um, I implemented this as a parent myself. I never, no matter what my child did, you never uh, uh, chastise or uh, a child when you're angry. A lot of parents, you see them, man, they get mad, and especially in this day that we live in. I saw something the other day that's absolutely just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, the child had done something wrong, and rather than be a parent that they should be, they were angry, and out of their mouth came these horrible words and, and this action, and they you grabbed the child, you know, all kind of crazy stuff. And when it's over, the child, yeah, yeah, they, they chastise the child, whatever you want to call it. But the bottom line is they accomplish nothing. Why? Because you have to understand, you don't chastise a child when you're angry. It doesn't accomplish anything. The power of parenthood can only be released out of peace. If you want to be a good parent, no matter what your child does, and sometimes, boy, I'm telling you, their imagination is bigger than mine. <laughs> sometimes a child can provoke you, whoo, provoke you to, you know. But let me tell you something. The power of parenthood can only be released when you're at peace, peace of God. When you're at peace with God, that power is released, that power to change, that power to instill, that power to, to, to encourage, that power to reshape that child that you have. But you must always be at peace to do it. It just has to be that way. It always comes out of peace. See Now, go over there. Stay right there in Mark chapter. Uh, uh, go to Mark chapter 5, and here's another one. This Mark chapter 5. Uh, and, and I thought, uh, this is another story we've read many times. Um, and in this, in this passage of Scripture, uh, we find the story, we find the story of, a, of, a, of a, um, an individual who comes to Jesus 
who comes to Jesus with a problem. And, and Jesus Christ deals with that problem. He deals with that problem. But the important thing is, is how the results of Jesus' ministry on this person's life was brought about. In Mark chapter 5, Jesus Christ, it said in verse 25, And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garment. And she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee and saying, uh, Thou, who touched me? And he asked, and he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ honored the faith of this woman, and she was healed. But notice he says, daughter, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole, <laughs> but go in peace. Why? Sometimes God will do marvelous things in our life. I found it to be in my own personal life. God, God will do uh, marvelous things in our life, and, and we just happy with it, rejoicing. But something will take place in our newness of life that God's given us when He's done something for us, whether it be spiritually or, or mentally or physically or financially or whatever. He's done something good for us, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, something comes to disrupt our peace, to upset us, to frustrate us. And it seems as if what God did for us and we were so excited about, when we got upset, when we got, up, when we got frustrated, we lost our peace, then that thing, that issue that we had comes back on us. Why? Because you see, peace is the administrator of the power that God used to bless you whether it be healing. I've seen this happen to people. I've seen this happen. I've, I, over the years as a, a minister of the gospel and I give altar calls and people would come forward and have the privilege to the joy of laying hands on them and praying for them. And I watched God, I, I have watched God do some marvelous things in people's lives in, 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 in these events. Marvelous things. But you see, if that person, no matter what God did, no matter how real it was, if they allowed the devil, they allowed circumstance, they allowed situation to disrupt the peace that they have in them, 
then that power that's there, that power that's there to make sure that they continue in the blessing of God is neutralized. And they fall back into the circumstance or the situation they were. So what I'm trying to say today is don't lose your peace. When God does something for you, whatever you do, do not lose your peace. Walk in peace. Stay in peace. Why? Because peace is the administrator of the power of God that keeps the devil at bay. The power that keeps the evil away. The power that drives sickness out of your body. The power that rebukes uh, 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 poverty and refuses to open the door for poverty to enter your home. You see, that power can only be released through peace. So you've got to keep that peace. As long as you're at peace with God, that power is activated. And as long as the power is activated, the God of this world can do you no harm. So I want you to see that. I want you to understand that. I want you to get all of it. Remember what Paul says in Romans chapter 14 when he said the kingdom of God, God is not meat and drink, but of Righteousness, which is another word for discipline. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. There are some people that uh, they, they walk in righteousness. They have a disciplined life. They have a disciplined life. And, and, and boy, you get around them, it just seems like they're always happy. But something happens in in. Their peace is upset. Well, you got to understand that no matter what rules you keep, no matter how hard you laugh, if you lose your peace, the power is neutralized. And when the power is neutralized, Satan can come in and really do you harm. And so it's important that you hang on to that. Let me, let me give you a... Maybe you want to write this down and think over it since we're talking about peace. Peace, 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 P-E-A-C-E, -E, right? Peace, peace, that's it. It's a personal engagement and communal, communal experience. A personal engagement and communal experience. What does it mean? It means I, at all times, I am personally engaged with God and I walk in an environment that is communal. In other words, I am communing with God at all times. I'm communing with Him. So when I walk in this peace, this personal engagement and communal experience with God, at all times, man, I am engaged with God. I am engaged with God. And not only am I engaged with God, but I have a, a communal experience. In other words, we are in communion together. God and I are in communion together. And that, that's what I appreciate about our pastor. One of the things I appreciate about our pastor, he's encouraged us to receive uh, communion every day, receive the bread and receive the cup. But you see, that, that, uh, that bread and that cup is powerful because it means that we're in uh, uh, communion with Almighty God. We're in, the, we're in this communal uh, experience with God at all times. And, and not only is communion something that I, I take physically with the bread and with the cup, communion is, an, is, is my relationship with God. It's a, 
It's my experience with God. I might not have a piece of bread in my hand and I might not have a cup in my hand, but it doesn't change the relationship that I have with the Father. I, I am engaged with Him and I commune with Him 24-7. And when I do that, the peace of God is there. When I've engaged Him and I'm in communal uh, experience with Him, uh, man, I'm telling you the peace of God is there. The peace, no matter what's around me, the peace of God. And out of that peace, the administrative power, the power that is resident in me, that power can be released in any given circumstance, any given situation. And greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. So when I walk in peace, I release that power. Now, that power might go out there and just beat up on the devil. I mean, that power might go on there and run thousands, legions of demons into the sea, man. I mean, there can be, I mean, an all, all going on. And man, you're talking about violence. That was violence. But how did that violence, that violence came out of power? Where did that power come? It came from the peace that was in God with the Father. Without that peace, that power could not be released. No matter how violent <laughs> that power might, the activity of that power, man, no matter how violent it is, think about the death, burial, and crucifixion of Jesus. That was one violent time. It was one violent act. It was violent. The power of God was there. That was, it was violence. But what released that power to carry out what was accomplished through the death, burial, and, and, and crucifixion of Jesus? What was it? It was Jesus' relationship with the Father. It was Jesus' peace. For out of his peace, all of these things were done. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. God's got some great thanks for you today. He's got some marvelous benefits. He's got some blessings for you today. And yeah, in order for you to see those blessings manifest, there might be something violent you have to do. <laughs> you know, we don't know. Let, let, let's just, let's remember we talked about joy talking about being fun. Hey, I'm 76 years old. Some of the things I do today at 76 are violent compared to how they were when I was 26. When I was 26, man, I could do them, didn't think twice about them, just went. But man, when I try to do those things at 76, man, there's some violence that takes place. Man, I have pains. I, I have pains on top of pains. My, I have, man, my bones crack where they didn't ever crack. I mean, there's a violent, there's something violent going on in the inside of me, in my body. It didn't happen when I was 26, but at 76, man, it's violence taking place in my body. But I understand this, that if I walk in the peace of God, that power is released. And when that power is released, no matter what the obstacles are that to keep me from being healthy, to keep me from, from being uh, uh, alert, no matter what violence has to take place, and you believe me, man, I'm 76 years old. I mean, a lot of you people, you're a lot healthier than I am. But you talk about walking uh, so many miles a day. You know, most young people, most teenagers, that you know, the, the farthest they walk is from the couch or the sofa to the, the refrigerator, you know. 
But you think somebody, say for instance, 70, 80, 90 years old, and they walk a mile, two miles, five miles a day, boy, boy, that's violence on the body. It's violent to the body. See, that power, that power to do that's violent to the body. But see, here's the thing of it. If you walk in peace with God, hallelujah, if you're at peace with God, and it releases that power for you to do things like that, it'll be to your benefit. It'll be to your benefit. A lot of people, and I see it and I laugh about it sometimes, they say, oh, uh, even young people, they, you know, they, well, not as much today, but used to. They, they all spent their money and wasted their money on, on getting a gym membership. How many of you done it? I did it years ago. I was crazy enough, gym, you know, membership, all that kind of stuff. And they get gym membership, and they go, man, they work out. They work out. Man, they just work out crazy. And, and then gradually it begins to drop off, <laughs> and they, they don't go. They don't, they don't go at all. They don't go at all. And so all of a sudden they said, you know, this, this pandemic, I got to get back in the gym. And so you go to the gym. You go to the gym and you work out. And, man, it's good for you. Get you get your heart working, you know, whatever, all those vital signs, whatever you are. Your blood pumping, your, your heart pumping. And, man, it's so good. And then you you go ahead and you go home and you sit down. And, and uh, all of a sudden, the discomfort kicks in. Man, especially the next day or two days later. Boy, you're pain. Oh, my. Oh, man. Man, that man. Oh, my. God. You know what's happening there? The whole purpose of pain, the whole purpose, no matter how good it is to work out, no matter how good it is to, to get everything working in you, the purpose of pain is to upset your peace. Because all of a sudden you're sitting there, you're so happy. Man, yeah, I went to the gym. Can you believe it? We're back in the gym. You know how many things, whatever I did, pull up, set up, push ups, running. I ran this mountain. Man, I admit it. And all of a sudden that pain gets in and you say, oh my God, I'll never go back again. What possessed me to go there? Man, I don't want to do that. What's happened? It's upset your peace. And everything you accomplished by going to the gym, simply because you got upset because of the pain, it just negates everything you did. Just messes up everything. And then you feel worse off than you ever went to the gym. Right? See, I want you to see that. Understand this, that you must walk in peace at all times. You must have that personal engagement and communal experience with God at all times, no matter what. And as long as you do that, the power, the power to defeat the enemies are at work in your life. But remember, Satan's going to do everything he can. Oh, he can't stop the power because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Satan can't stop that. He can't stop that. He can't. If you go, to the, if you go and, and do the right things and have the right uh, exercise, see, he can't, he can't stop that from, from, from being healthy to your heart. He can't stop that from being healthy to your blood. He can't stop that from being healthy to your muscles. He can't stop the power. But what he tries to do is get to your peace. If he can get to your peace, he can neutralize the power. He doesn't, Satan doesn't come against your power. He always comes after your peace. But you're not going to let that happen. Why? Because you know peace is the administrator of that power. You know that out of peace there is a release of power and for you to be victorious as a Christian and operate in the power of Acts 1 and 8 to be that testimony, to be that witness to all the earth, the kingdom of God, you must stay in peace no matter what. You must stay in peace 
no matter what, you cannot allow the enemy, the opposition, to get to you and disturb your peace. You walk in peace, friend. And I like that as uh, Paul, I think it was in, in that last part of, uh, where was it at? He said in First Thessalonians, he said, may the God of peace sanctify you wholly, spirit, soul, and body. And that's my prayer for you today. So if you're discouraged, if you're frustrated, if you're filled with anxiety, yeah, you're a born-again believer. Yes, you've been saved. Yes, you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, the power of God is resident in you. You know it is. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You know the power's in you, but you today are living a life that you're upset, you're frustrated, you're disturbed. I want to say, as Jesus said, peace. Peace to you, beloved. If you will let the God of peace sanctify you wholly, take care to grab hold of your, your heart, grab hold of your mind, grab hold of your body, let God grab hold of it right now. And peace comes, that, that, that engagement, that personal engagement and communal experience with God, let it take place right now. Just stop what you're doing, collect your peace. Now, when you do that, you'll find out that this day is going to change for you. This day is going to change for you. When you come back into peace relationship with God, it's going to change because it's going to release a power that's going to take care of your problem, whether it be a physical problem, whether it be a social problem, whether it be a financial problem. It's going to happen for you. I believe it. I believe it. It's in the Word of God. Thank you so much for being with us today. God bless you. It's been a privilege to share with you. We thank you for joining in. And, uh, we look forward to you being back with us tomorrow night. Pastor, I have a powerful message uh, from the cross, and we want you to be there. And then Sunday again, if you can join us, come in the comfort of your own cars. Or if you got a, a some of you out there, uh, some of you, your car's in the shop, your car's not comfortable, your air conditioner, hey, bum a ride with somebody else. Get somebody else that's got to pick out the guy that's got the best looking or the <laughs> the good air condition. Ride with them. Come, sit out. Listen to what we've got going on. And whatever you do, whether you, whether you watch online, whether you come and sit in your car, whatever you do, remember this. Remember this. Always be ready to sow a seed. Always be ready to sow a seed into the kingdom of God. Whether it's online, whether you have to pass by here, get some envelopes, take with you, whatever you do. Whatever you do, friend, Make sure that you sow seed into the kingdom of God. You can do it, as I said, online. You can do it by mail. You can do it uh, when you come here. But sow that seed, whatever you sow that seed into the kingdom, because it's with your seed that I'm able to sit here and talk to the world. This goes around the world. Not only to your car, it goes around the world. And so we want you to sow that seed. But whatever you do, in your seed sowing, that's another thing. We'll get into that later maybe. When you sow seed, always sow seed in a peaceful state. Never be anxious. Never be anxious. Always sow it in, 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 uh, in peace. Because when you do, the power is released and you will be blessed. God bless you. Again, thank you for being with us. And we'll see you again next Friday. Amen. God bless.